Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. And hello, this is Amanda Schoenblodgett. Oh, thank you for saying it, because I know how to say it, but I wasn't sure I could pull it off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before, we have like a little conversation before I press the big red record button, and I always say to the guests, so I'm just going to say it here, when I say the word podcasting, what comes to mind? Magic. (laughs) And of course... Okay, we're done. No, tell me more. Why do you why do you say magic, Amanda? Well, you know, I, I think the fun thing about podcasts is like you don't know who's listening. You kind of know, but you're not sure. But mm. anybody can be kind of curious what's in it for them. So it's almost magic. Like you are making a connection when you cannot see them and when you are talking into a microphone. So I have this vision of doing magic tricks. Not that I'm a magician, um, but it seems to me like it's extra hard to do a magic trick if you can't tell, like, you know, I I got a rabbit. Did it work? I pulled the rabbit out of the hat. Does anybody know? Mm -hmm. So do you, um, I was going to say, do you get tired? But like, how do you continue to create magic when you're, or maybe you're going to say, no, I get lots of feedback. I'm thinking, how do you continue to create magic when you don't get immediate feedback? That's a, that's so interesting. I, I think the idea is like, I know like my students would listen to the podcast and parents who are interested in you know, learning uh, Mandarin um, would listen to my podcast, which is uh, Playful Chinese. And then a lot of times if I ask them if they have any questions for me, they will send me a note say, I want to know how to say da-da-da in mm. Mandarin. So I think so the magician might have a little bird somewhere flying around and sometimes it might deliver a special message. Message back. How do you handle what's the physical process for those? You know, like if you say in your podcast, send me a message, how do they reach back to you? Usually they would either send me an email or they go to the website um, or um, like a community. If I share that in a community and uh, like, a, for, for example, like a Facebook community and they would type it in there. But mostly I think they like to just let me know uh, by hmm. sending me an uh, email. Yeah. Hmm. What's the magic trick that you thought was going to be awesome that went nowhere? Ah. You know, sometimes I think when we do the um, the setup, like when we do the podcast, we'll set up, you know, for, for me, it's like a more teaching. I, I pick up a, a topic or a theme, then I kind of make make a story and go along with it. And sometimes you're like, maybe they don't understand. Or somebody said, you you have too many new words. I'm having a hard time to follow. Ding, 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 ding. So the <laughs> failed. <laughs> so back again. <laughs> so of course the counterpoint to that question is what's a magic trick that you didn't think was going to be that big of a deal that really went and touched more people than you expected or went bigger than you thought it would. Yeah. The ice cream. I think everybody likes ice cream. So one time I talk about ice cream and then just pulled from there, all kinds of ice cream, the flavors, everything. I think people just really love it. So sometimes the magic is not hard to find, but it is but what we need to see mm-hmm. and in a way that others are seeing. So something very simple can actually create magic. Hmm. 
do people ask you for specifics? So like they're asking you, you know, I don't get this word or how do I pronounce this? So that's that's kind of like a pragmatic language education stuff, which is great. Um, but I'm just wondering what's what's are you getting questions from people that make you go, well, that makes me want to change. I, my metaphor is about the carpeting in my house, you know, like somebody comes in and says, you know, you should move the sofa over there. And then I go, oh, well, that means I got to move the wall. And like, are people giving you feedback that makes you just like rethink everything? It's like an, a, they're doing the magic trick on the magician. Wow. Um, that's a great question. I think I probably, you know, I don't have that many, you know, um, feedback or responses, you know, but I think one thing I can tell probably from the stats and I will see, oh, how many people are downloading. So I know if uh, there are people who are interested in it. Um, and then um, the feedback will be kind of similar to what you just said. Like uh, people will say, oh, there are too many words. There are too many something. It's maybe hard for me to follow. And, but at the same time, I think sometimes, you know, um, the way uh, I would present it might not just be the, the teaching episode and I'm trying to add in some uh, interview episodes in there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably even um, in, in there. It is connecting in a different direction. It's a different kind of magic. Listen to people. They have lived in a foreign country or listen to people. They have learned another foreign language and what they have learned on the journey. I think Can we call it a different kind of magic? I think probably, yes. Hmm. Is there something you've wanted to, now I'm like stuck on the magic metaphor, but is there something (laughs) that you've wanted to do with your show that you just haven't, either you need people to buy into it or you haven't figured out how to do it or? Yeah, I think it is something like the the funny thing is like even though I'm I'm um, it's a bilingual uh, format, it's English and Mandarin, and then they're teaching uh, episodes and sort of interview episodes. I'm trying to um, add to. At the same time, I think sometimes people probably don't know the way of not people they don't know, but they probably not aware of it. They're not aware of um, of the uh, the program, and also maybe learning should be something very formal. We sit in front of a classroom, and we do A, B, C, D, or you know this is more like a storytelling style. Make it a more like an adventure. But the funny thing is, if people they can you know, listen to it and understand that this is actually uh, a way to let the the listener to experience the joy of learning, I think that might be the way to connect. And then I would like to more people to experience that and not thinking Mandarin Chinese is one of the most difficult languages in the world, but something actually quite interesting and very simple to learn. Not everything, but to begin or to start can be something surprisingly easy. Yes. I'm I'm wondering. So you've been involved in the podcast. I think you went through his podcast when it was called Podcast Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just wondering, from the interactions I've seen, everybody always goes oh, Chinese. You know, like like the language. They're they're just like it's a shock and awe thing. Like I could never get my brain wrapped around the Chinese language. I would never. And you, you were alluding to that as you see it as a. a learning Chinese can be fun, like it should be fun and engaging. Um, do you get 
tired or annoyed, like as people having the, they think it's complicated. Like they think the Chinese language is unapproachable. Do you get tired of that? Like, how do you, how do you continuously, as far as I can tell, show up smiling, happy, love to answer the same thing? No, it's not hard. Like you just start here. <laughs> Miss Buster, right? That's what we need, right? Yes. Yeah, we need to see it and to experience and to touch it and try it to to understand. That is always hard to do the first step. I think you know, it's just like me learning English. English is like my second language. So you know, when I first learned this language, I just thought, wow, this is really cool. What are they talking about? <laughs> mm. um, so. I think doing the podcast is also helping me to actually refine how I'm doing it, how I'm delivering it. And then if people push back saying, mm, maybe it's not for them, maybe it's not for you, maybe you're looking in a different level of learning because I try to make it um, simple for the way for the family can learn together. That's the goal to um, be able to use a language to help people to expand their worldview and to reach from where I am to where you are. Mm. Even we can think like, wow, this language actually I heard, it's a very challenging, but I would like to make the connection say, so would you like to give it a try and see, experience it to see if it's really that challenging? Or mm. you're like, Oh, really? No verb tenses? Really? I can just know two words and I know what to do? So so it is, um, you know, it's a kind of interesting to, to see how the connection can be formed just from the little things or the little voice I have in a podcast. This is going to sound random. Uh, if I asked your friends what your superpower was, what do you think they would say? The smile in my voice. <laughs> That's a good answer. I think that I think that might be. I don't know you super well, but that is definitely a contender for your superpower. That's for sure. You definitely have. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely have a, a light. I mean, people who know you'll be like, yeah, duh, it's Miss Panda, of course, you know, um, uh, which I think speaks to, um, I don't know if it's your parents or an upbringing or just an innate, like everybody's DNA is different. Um, I could never do that. Like I am not that, I don't want to say shining happy, like in a trite way, like I don't want to make it sound trivial, um, but I think that goes a long way to certain people who teach have a way of like sharing, you know, like one candle can light many, that, that kind of thing where it's like, well, how can I not be in a good mood if Miss Panda is like doing this in this mood? Like, oh, I guess I have to just try. And then that positive mindset that I just try, then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a positive feedback loop. Um, so I'm just wondering if you have any suggestions, I'm going to say as an experienced podcaster, as somebody who's using the medium in not an unusual way, but in a less common way. Um, do you have any tips for those of us who are doing like, you know, I'm doing conversations, people doing interviews. Do you have any tips that you think you see we could use to improve how we do what we're doing? Wow. Um, I can share something I have learned along the way. Um, 
my podcast is a playful Chinese, and I am Miss Panda. Thank you for mentioning that. And uh, um, and then I think just the name Miss Panda. Sometimes people say, "Why are you Miss Panda?" <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer. Do you want to unpack that? Why Why is it Panda? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Panda. I, because if you listen to my name, Amanda Shon Blodgett, the the one Shon in Mandarin Chinese is actually bear. So, and then my mother is originally from Sichuan province in China. That's where all the pandas are from. So, so um, my uh, co-worker of mine on a radio station said, oh, Amanda, bear, bear, panda. So you're Amanda Panda. Right. So, so that's how it goes. So, so for, for kids, it's very easy Perfect. to remember. And they just love that. And every time if I show up on campus, they'll say, Miss Hannah, there was, you see a bunch of kids running after me and trying to find me. <laughs> <laughs> and just imagine that. It's a kind of, um, I'm humbled, you know, they, they chase after me. But at the same time, I think, um, I think doing podcasts, I'm coming back to your question about the podcast and tips. I think one thing is like, I think people can, the listeners can hear your, your mood and how you present it just from your voice. So if you talk with a smile, and then I think they can really feel that. And then when you're very serious about it, they can hear that too. So I think the tip for, I think one thing I learned the most is like, when I present it, how do I want to deliver? Mm. What's the mood or the background, the setting I want to share with my, my audience, my listener? I think it's quite interesting and quite magical. It's all in your voice. And we're back to magic. I, sometimes I'm, not sometimes, pretty much every time, I'm surprised at how uh, it's like uh, filigree or, or flourishes in writing, how there's, there are flourishes to stories. So when we sit down to do this, you know, short 20 minute format, I mean, if you've done enough podcasting, you're like, oh, this is going to work. But if you haven't done a ton of podcasting, some people sit down and they're like, I don't know about this. And I'm like, I do. <laughs> like the the number of times where a conversation like ours now has gone, you know, over to the side, but then it comes right back. And I'm like literally coming back to magic. And I think maybe in your case, the magic is not so much something that you intentionally create. It's more like, a, I was going to say like a pixie dust, like there's something about you which creates the magic and then you go, well, you know, if I just go like this with a flourish, magic happens and you've sort of maybe learned to do the magic. So I'm wondering, have you always had that? Like, did you do this same kind of magic maybe as an educator before a podcast? Like where does, like, when did you discover that you could do magic and how did you develop that skill? I think what you are doing is magical. You know, you just talk about it and the magic is right there. I think we all have that magic in us. And then a lot of times it's probably not just right now, but all the things we have done before. So for my podcast to, you know, because I am in a, um, a writing community actually um, in Akimbo, uh, the, the community we are all familiar with, the, the, the forward link. So um, then because I was doing the podcast and then I decided, you know, I think I, I can put a book together, just a very simple book to let people know how to say 
the Chinese words, when they see the pinyin, they know how to pronounce everything correctly. So I wrote a book, First Mandarin Sounds, an awesome Chinese word book. And that's almost the magic from the podcast and from the work I do with Miss Panda Chinese. And then, and then this little thing of project, you know, to share with everybody. So I think it's the accumulation of the things we're doing and then the magic is in everyone. If you could um, do this question backwards from the way it's normally done. If you could write a letter to yourself, um, but it's going to be time capsuled. So you're going to get it in, let's say, 15 years. Um, what would you write for yourself today that you'd want to, like you forget about it and you find it in 15 years? Many years ago, when I uh, studied broadcasting TV, the first time I went into a recording studio, it's a... Um, you know, a special recording studio. They have like an on-air thing, you know, mm -hmm. on, on the door. And then there's a big glass. And then the engineer is on the other side of the, the room. I was like, wow, this is so cool. And I did something with a, a teacher. And they, then later on I said, you know, when I look at a microphone, it's like a, a rabbit looks at a carrot. And then the funny thing is, it has never, that kind of feeling never um, vanishes. And then if I write a letter to myself today, I will say, I really enjoy, you know, talking to people and having a conversation. And then even it's in front of a microphone or sometimes I don't even see them, but I think it's a happy feeling. So I should keep doing what I'm doing. I'm torn. I have an infinite number of questions and a ticking timer. <laughs> um, I think I will just say any anything else that you maybe had in mind before you came to the call today that you might want to share? I think the best thing is when you send me an, a message and say, you know, this is going to be 15 minutes at a time. I'm going to send you the link and you don't need to show up beforehand. You know, the stress level just went down. It's really interesting. And I think that's maybe what one thing all the podcasters can do to de-stress the person who is to be interviewed. And uh, I think that's a great practice, actually. Yeah. So I want to prepare. And then I was like, maybe there's nothing to prepare. But I think Craig already told me. I'm already prepared. I'm going to show up and share. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. It's, uh, as I say to everybody, it's a delight. I run out of adjectives. Um, so happy that you were able to carve out time to chat with me today. And I guarantee everybody who listens to this is going to be like, that was awesome. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And then go do the magic. <laughs>